Letter twenty five of Clarissa Harlow, volume four. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Nicole Lee. Clarissa Harlow, volume four by Samuel Richardson. Letter twenty five. Miss Howe to Mrs. Judith Norton, Thursday, May eleventh. Good Mrs. Norton, cannot you, without naming me as an adviser, who am hated by the family, contrive a way to let Mrs. Harlowe know that, in an accidental conversation with me, you had been assured that my beloved friend pines after a reconciliation with her relations, that she has hitherto, in hopes of it, refused to enter into any obligation that shall be in the least a hindrance to it, that she would fain avoid giving Mr. Lovelace a right to make her family uneasy in relation to her grandfather's estate, that all she wishes for still is to be indulged in her choice of a single life, and on that condition would make her father's pleasure hers with regard to that estate, that Mr. Lovelace is continually pressing her to marry him, and all his friends likewise, but that I am sure she has so little liking to the man, because of his faulty morals, and of the antipathy of her relations to him, that if she had any hope given her of a reconciliation, she would forego all thoughts of him, and put herself into her father's protection, but that their resolution must be speedy, for otherwise she would find herself obliged to give way to his pressing entreaties, and it might then be out of her power to prevent disagreeable litigations. I do assure you, Mrs. Norton, upon my honour, that our dearest friend knows nothing of this procedure of mine, and therefore it is proper to acquaint you in confidence with my grounds for it. These are they. She had desired me to let Mr. Hickman drop hints to the above effect to her uncle Harlowe, but indirectly as from himself, lest, if the application should not be attended with success, and Mr. Lovelace, who already takes it ill, that he has so little of her favour, come to know it, she may be deprived of every protection, and be perhaps subjected to great inconveniences from so haughty a spirit. Having this authority from her, and being very solicitous about the success of the application, I thought, that if the weight of so good a wife, mother, and sister, as Mrs. Harlowe is known to be, were thrown into the same scale with that of Mr. John Harlowe, supposing he could be engaged, it could hardly fail of making a due impression. Mr. Hickman will see Mr. John Harlowe to-morrow. By that time you may see Mrs. Harlowe. If Mr. Hickman finds the old gentleman favourable, he will tell him that you will have seen Mrs. Harlowe upon the same account, and will advise him to join in consultation with her, how best to proceed to melt the most obdurate heart in the world. This is the fair state of the matter, and my true motive for writing to you. I leave all, therefore, to your discretion, and most heartily wish success to it, being of opinion that Mr. Lovelace cannot possibly deserve our admirable friend, nor indeed know I the man who does. Pray acquaint me by a line of the result of your interposition. If it prove not such as may be reasonably hoped for, our dear friend shall know nothing of this step from me, and pray let her not from you, for in that case it would only give deeper grief to a heart already too much afflicted. I am, dear and worthy Mrs. Norton, your true friend Anna Howe. End of letter twenty-five.